Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey there, welcome to the Family Features Podcast. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and today I want to talk about living together, cohabitating. Is this a wise idea? I have a lot of people asking me this question, and I actually watch a lot of young people make this decision, and so I wanted to address that. Um, first of all, we can address it even just from you know scripture or from um, many people's experiences, but I want to go to the research. So the research, secular and Christian, actually show that this is not a very good idea. Now here's where I, like my brain kind of goes with this. When I think about living with someone prior to getting married, it actually seems logical in the sense that why wouldn't I kind of test things out since it's such a big commitment? Okay, I, I, I get that. I'm with you. That's actually my thinking until you look at the research and you look at what does this do? What this does is it sets us up. Now there's multiple reasons. Like Many of us might choose to live with someone, and that's not actually someone we would settle down with. So that's one theory, if you will, as to why the divorce rate is actually higher and actually increases your chance of divorce um, if you live together. Another reason is uh, that living together changes us. It changes our relationship. It changes who we are. And the truth is, is you're going to go through some struggles and some hurt even, And you're a lot less patient, a lot less forgiving potentially, and a lot more likely to walk away. Why? There's not this this binding that happens. When you get married, there's something that's sealed in heaven and sealed in earth. We've done this symbolically in church or in a service, wedding ceremony. Without that, there's just something different there. It's kind of this almost contractual versus covenant. And so think about... Um, the way you commit to things, even just financially, when it's a really low cost, it's a, it has a less, a lot less value. If you get a really good deal, it actually has a pretty good value unless it's too cheap. And then you treat it like it was cheap. And if it costs a lot, you treat things a lot different. So how you relate to money is important. The sexual part's another big one. You can have sex with multiple people and you can do kind of whatever you want with this, it seems except it's not the way it really plays out. When we look at just STDs or um, pregnancy and just family life, the best place, the only place that's kind of it's endorsed by Scripture and should be um, our goal is between a husband and wife married for life. Now, why would God set it up that way? When you get married, you actually are tying yourself to that person. And so divorce needs to be kind of a last-ditch effort. But another trend is many people that are just, okay, we tried it, we're walking away. Now, living together really sets in the back of our mind that we're going to just kind of try it out. So a lot of couples live together for a while, then separate, split up, can't figure out who takes the TV. That's kind of their worst. Others, it's now we have a kid, now what do we do? Or we've lived together and they're really not a believer, and should I marry them? Which the answer, by the way, is no from Scripture in terms of being unequally yoked. Another thing is momentum. Just something happens in the the pace of meeting, 
going through that courtship or that excitement and then getting married and this stake in the ground, this tent pole in the ground that has us kind of bound together, that then that that energy goes away and how do we sustain it? It's the whole idea of falling in love versus infatuation or actually infatuation versus being in love. When I'm infatuated, I'm high. My brain is lit up and I, I, I can't breathe without you kind of stuff, which is really unhealthy. It doesn't sustain anything anywhere for anyone. But being um, in love and, and, and it being something that's, that's long-term, it doesn't have the brain all lit up. It has it more at peace, if you will, or dormant or at rest. There's, a, there's something that can sustain the hard times, the difficult times. So living together actually is a setup. It does not prepare you. The actual stats are it actually increases your, your risk of, of divorce, actually the chance of divorce, 33% higher if you live together before marriage. Now, let me add some other pieces to this to think about. By the way, the divorce rate is not 50%. It never has been 50%. You're going to still keep hearing pastors and, and speakers and teachers talk about 50%. Shanti Felden and her research has shown that has never been the case. At the highest, it was in the 30-something, 32 33%. Um, and then with these certain factors, it actually decreases. By not living together, your risk for divorce decreases drastically. Your church attendance has a big impact on whether you divorce or not. And yes, I know we have lots of people we know in church that are divorced that didn't prevent them. No, it did not. And because we know a lot of people that did divorce, we assume some of the stats like 50% is, are true, and it's, they're not true. We just know a lot of people that actually have been divorced. The other big one is being in a community of supportive friends and mentors. Who's, who do you have over you that's teaching you and leading you, and who do you have in your life, kind of doing life with? What I see is a lot of people who really are struggling don't have anyone. They're punching a clock at their job and they're just doing life and they're missing out on life while they do life because they don't have a purpose. They don't have a reason. They don't have people to enjoy it with. If you think of the Sabbath, we're meant to enjoy this with people. Um, and yet how many don't and can't even remember a time when they enjoyed an afternoon or a day with other people. It was just work, work, work. And no, not even going to say the word play, but no nourishment from other people and other relationships. So is living together a good idea? Absolutely not. It actually decreases your or increases your chance of divorce exponentially, but by not living together, it decreases it. And here's another really interesting one. Parents, this is something to think about as you are mentoring and leading your own children. Living together, not a good idea. But here's another one. College degree. I know college is expensive, and I know we have a lot of, we've got a lot of reform and doing, redoing of this. And I don't, I'm not even talking about free college stuff. I don't think that's possible because someone always pays. But um, having a college degree changes your future. And there's something about your level of education that decreases that chance of divorce. I think you tend to be someone that works harder, tend, tend to be someone who perseveres. It does change your socioeconomic level. There's lots of factors. So church attendance is a big one. Prayer, your relationship with the Bible, not living together, and having a college education can change everything. These are really, really important um, contributors to a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship, healthy life adventure. Why? Things are going to happen. 
and things are going to happen that you can't control. This year, 2020, has so much out of control, yet I've seen beautiful things happen with families, and I've seen others that are struggling beyond belief. I've seen families that um, have renewed their, their love for each other and care for each other and excitement for the future as a couple and as a family, and I've seen other couples that are just hanging on by a thread because it's like life just keeps kicking them and kicking them and kicking them. What I want for you is to have those things that are going to help you succeed. Now, it's, again, interesting to think about not living together when that's on the rise. So living together is a absolute, from secular and Christian research, no, 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 no. This will not help. It makes no sense. Get married or move on. Do not live together. But the other factors are going to school, getting an education changes everything. Your, I would say, parents, your goal needs to be for a college education at minimum for your kids. And now how you go about getting that's different story for different ones in different um, places you live even. Um, but also your relationship with church. Now, so for many of us, we haven't been to church in forever. We've been so thankful our church has been open and been able to be a part of the church. Yours may not have been. The church is not something you go to or you watch online. You can watch amazing worship online. You can make watch amazing sermons. And your pastor may be amazing. Ours is. It's still not the church. The church is the body of Christ. And so the relationship you have with that is going to be critical for you having the success. And then within the context of the church is being in a community with supportive friends and mentors. And so I'd ask two questions there. Who are your friends and mentors but who are you mentoring? Who are you leading? Who are you investing in? Um, it could be a, a group of uh, kids that are doing some kind of activity like some sporting sport activity or dance or something. What is your passion? And if you look at your passions and your gifting, I would dare say there's your answer as to what you should be doing. And so does living together increase your chance of divorce? Absolutely. Do not do that. There are many other ways to actually decrease your chance of divorce into the teens. I mean, minuscule. And then once you've been together for a number of years, you're, you know, 10, 15 years, you're pretty much vested. But it doesn't mean there's no chance of divorce. It means it's really small. Again, even though we know a lot of people that as soon as their kids graduated from high school, the parents divorced. Yes, that has happened and does happen. But it is not a deterministic thing that if you... You know, you know, if you get married and you know you you um, make it that long, you're gonna make it. You're no, you have to work at it. Marriage is tough, and it's worth the investment. It's worth the investment to have a best friend you do life with, a husband and a wife. It's a, it's worth um, doing life in community. It's worth doing life in a church context of broken people that are seeking to be the best versions of themselves. And it's worth not living together being involved in Bible studies, the Bible, prayer, Sabbath, and having those things in your life that actually protects you from yourself. Because you know what makes it all fall apart? Us, me. I can ruin my marriage just as well as you can by my actions. So how do you protect yourself from you? You do these things. And I hope this is an encouragement to you to not do those things that hurt and then to do those things that actually help you persevere. Because I guarantee you, if you're going through a tough time, give it a few years and get the right mentors around you and leaders and counselors and pastors, 
and you can persevere. There are very few cases where you need to probably not. You need to put a major boundary and, and, and separate. And I don't like separation with couples because it ends up potentially really leading to divorce. But even that's not the end all when there's abuse or when there's other kind of really bad stuff going on. So that's not the end all is not divorce. Like is that we just not divorce. The end all is that we actually be someone growing towards Christ likeness, growing in who I am, who I'm supposed to be as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a community leader, as a person in our different communities, making a difference. So bless you, bless your family, and may you change the world for Christ. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.